0: about to witness the nitpicking of nerd knowledge
1: five four three two one
2: welcome to the pie times
1: it's okay bring the kids along this film has not been rated
2: bring your own alcohol your patience is appreciated.
1: Guaranteed to be the best food in town. Coming to
2: you from an unnamed diner in an undisclosed location, it is the Pie Times. With me, Hudson Hawk, and I'm with Gonzi Yo. and Manny Funkowitz. Hey. And yeah, so we talked about Straight out of Compton and the Compton album, and now we are witnessing uh, quite the aftermath as it made far too much money.
1: Yeah, yeah clearly. Yeah. Straight Outta Compton
2: is the movie of our time.
0: Coming in at number one is the N.W.A. biopic Straight Outta Compton,
1: raked in 24.2 million dollars on the opening night alone. It was originally projected to make 25 million for the weekend. Now ranks as the biggest debut ever for an R-rated movie in August. Right now.
2: Did you go out and buy your straight out of Compton beef yet?
0: Not yet. I did see that on uh, Facebook. That yeah, they're just continuing to capitalize off of that, which you know I can't get mad at them. You know. People getting different ways to make money, and you know. But yeah, the Beats by Dre uh, headphones now, and the Straight Outta Compton edition. I know you mentioned that not only did the Compton album skyrocket up the charts, but Dr. Dre's old stuff, the Chronic.
2: Yeah, yeah. Straight out of Compton was number four. Uh, Chronic was in the top thirty. I want to say thirty or thirty-five. So I mean, for an album that came out in 1992, that's not a bad return. No Ice yep. Cube jump. <laughs> no, no DOC. Maybe that's just because
1: he was a little bit angrier. Yeah. You know.
2: But uh, speaking of the beat. Beats Beats by Dre, he had to, uh, you know, apologize for uh, the original Beats by Dre from the early 90s. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess going to
1: court and paying uh, D Barnes like a million bucks wasn't enough. Maybe there was a contractual obligation like, hey, if you ever get bigger than you are now, I want a bigger apology for slapping me for mouthing off. If
2: you read the original Source article on it from the early 90s, Dre talks about how she originally calls him, like, the next day and is like, I don't want to cause any problems. How about you just do a couple songs for me? You, you won't get any credit, and we'll call it a day. And he's like, yeah, whatever. And then she came back a couple weeks later and was like, yeah, we're going to court. Yeah, 20 years later, 25 years later, whatever it is. Now, it, oh, you know, let's go on Twitter and
1: force you to apologize even more. Well, I think that's just more, like, a need to drag his, to put her own name out there and then drag yeah. his through the mud. The know? media is just like-, like, oh, it's a black
2: man. He should apologize.
1: If it's 20 years ago, he already, like, basically paid her off. I think that's, like, I would have said no, frankly. Mm. I would have, I would have slapped her again <laughs> and just started the whole thing over oh, again. Geez. You know, these
2: others jump into it. You know, uh, Michelle from the Ruthless Days. shug's uh sugar mama.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I read the article about, there was one, I think she, I don't know who she wrote it for. Uh, I think it was for Gawker, T. Barnes. And she talked about it a little bit, and I read it because... Uh, I didn't follow a whole lot of it and I didn't read the original stuff. And she talked about how she was conflicted because part of her was like, why was that kind of glossed over? But then she also recognized that general movie audiences aren't really
1: prepared to see that kind of, you know, yeah. Wait, stuff so happen. She wanted her getting slapped in that movie? I think. Yeah, of course she did. I, I think she is just really coming off as an opportunist. Yeah. You know, like I, I, you already touched on it where it's like that movie already has enough things where it's like if you were a huge fan or aware of all the stuff going on in the 90s, then you'd understand it. Like putting that in there just would seem completely out of place. A, it's not a
2: five-hour movie, and B, that really has nothing to do with N.W.A.
1: That's more a Trey story, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, supposedly I I read, and this was in that same article, in the three-hour cut, they actually did film that scene. And it was in that three-hour cut that you mentioned last
2: week. Ah, okay, okay.
0: Yeah, it was in there. So again, you know it was probably a studio decision or who knows or maybe there's there's definitely an opportunistic thing to it but i do think also that there's people that that know about dr dre from 2001 and on or Beats by drain on that may not have been aware of the story that's probably I, I don't really know what her true intentions are, but I think there are probably some people that don't know about it and And anytime something like this happens, like in terms of some sort of revisitation either via mm-hmm, a, mm-hmm. a song or a movie, then somehow. Whatever sort of negative things that were going on at the time are going to get rehashed. It just, it happens.
2: And, of course, nobody uh, cared when Eminem mentioned it on Guilty Conscience back in, like, 1999. yeah, that was in the back of
1: my head. Yeah, exactly. But here's here's the funny thing, though, is I think that you already touched on it, Gonzi. Like, we're talking about a guy who has two distinctly distinct personalities. Like, I'm not going to say he didn't slap some people around, but because he obviously did. Post-2001, Dre has this, like, enormous cachet with the mainstream, and so I could see why they would not put that scene in there because that would harm your brand. That would Selling be- those beats, baby. A few not beats by Dre, which, you yeah. know... Well, y- you know, Dee's um, just
2: gonna have to wait for those deleted scenes, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not condoning beating of
1: women, you know. No, me either, but it's... It
2: happened 25 years I, ago and he went to court. He did his probation. He paid her the civil suit.
1: Right. Well... You know the, the, the culture that we
0: live in, in of terms course. of, regardless of how there's stuff that's more trivial than what he did that people have had to apologize for. Mm-hmm. The fact is, is that he because he's associated with such a huge conglomerate, and Apple, Apple doesn't want any sort of negative. Needed to put the kibosh on it as quick as possible. They jettisoned Tim Cook.
1: Like, now. Um, that's a fantastic point. I think it's just one of the the issue with it, though, is not so much that, like, just a refusal to be like, hey, that happened 25 years ago. Let's move on, you know, which I think he said in his um, statement, right? Yeah. Yeah. He
2: basically said I was, a, you know, 25 years ago, I was drinking too much and um, that sort of thing. Cool. Yeah. You know the Michelle Chick, Suge's other woman is she was swapped from Dre to Suge at one point and she's come out and said, you know, he used to smack me around and, and whatnot but you know, if you listen to interviews with her <laughs> I was hanging out with Dr. Dre and then I moved on to Suge night.
1: I would slap her too. I couldn't do it. So Why doesn't she sound like Mr. Hakey from South Park? Have you
2: heard her speak? <laughs> Not recently. <laughs> After this, go on YouTube and listen to she her speak. She just speech. sounds like a fucking Muppet. That's what like, she sounds seriously.
1: like. And then we were making the chronic and Dre started
2: hanging out with other women and then I just didn't know what to do. I left for a couple months and came back and Suge was just always there for me. <laughs>
1: Did you see, though, like, in that, because I've read that interview where she's just basically like, I left for a couple months and he was, like, basically yeah, married. Yeah.
2: No, you got to go on YouTube and listen to her speak. I'm I'm not exaggerating. In fact, I might be under-exaggerating. I, I am going to.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: so that was just something that, you know, it was clear that he had to do. But I, I believe him when he says that it was a mistake and that, yeah. you know. He's trying to move on from it and better himself, you
2: know. I've heard him apologize for it more or less many times in different, you know, documentaries and even in the recent Rolling Stone interview.
1: I think, though, that the societal aspect that Gunsley kind of touched on, it's the whole, like, the same idea with, like, Bill Clinton's just the... cheater you know yeah like, that refusal to look past somebody changing for the better yeah you because
2: know? clinton never has hit any side uh <laughs> side tail since those days of course not
1: oh no he's he's been <laughs> he
2: is the you know
1: have you seen hillary <laughs> that new haircut
2: <clears throat> mm. her how could you step out on satan herself
1: oh god i think i'm gonna that's why a group, he encourages her actually. always to get new jobs so that she can
0: get out the <laughs> house, go to different countries. Like, like, can you imagine when he was sec- when Hillary was Secretary of State and her Secretary job State, was to stay yeah. out of the U.S. Oh man, can you imagine the fiasco going on over oh, with him?
1: I'm gonna have some fun. <laughs>
2: Moving on from uh, Bill yeah. Clinton's, uh, oh. you know, straight out of pants they're they're talking about doing straight out of whatever intern (laughs) they're talking about doing a dog pound movie which i don't know how you do a movie about centered around a guy who has one good album which of course i'm talking about Snoop doggy dog
1: so wait it's not even gonna okay (laughs) it's it's just gonna be snoop right i
2: mean it's gonna be the other guys too but obviously snoop's gonna be the center of it because he's snoop Mm -hmm. and i guess keith stanfield isn't going to be playing snoop Damn I know, I know. I was hoping we could get him to come back in for a bit, you know? I got this down, idea for a movie I called it The Dogfather. It's going to be real good.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I if I get oh that. I mean, because when you think about the trajectory, that's around when the East Coast, West Coast thing yeah, was at, yeah. were at its height. So how do you make a movie like that where you're basically trying to overshadow Pac and Big and what was going on with them?
2: With NWA, there was a trajectory of this. They started out, they made it big, they broke up, and they wanted to come back together, and Easy e died. You know, that's there, there's a story there. With the dog
1: pound, what's the story? That's just it, though, is why are we getting something? We've already touched on this, and this, obviously is leading into a bigger discussion but the guy had one not one good album, he had one Great album. Yeah, there was that
2: little two-year period where the dude was just probably the best out there, and then
1: and then you're gonna make a movie about him. Where again, once you pulled Dre out of that, and you know, The Dog Fathers released, you could see that his talent alone wasn't what made that album Doggy Style classic. Why are you overshadowing, say, like a Pac movie? Maybe you know, like
0: yeah, I still don't know why there hasn't been a Pac movie. Maybe it has something to do with the estate because. To me, and you guys know I'm a bigger fan of Big than of Pac, but to me, Pac was definitely more of an interesting person, right? Yeah, than than any. Well, that's how I feel about. Yeah, I mean, he he was nuts, you know. You know his whole story. Yeah, but it's crazy too because his whole story about his mom being a Black Panther, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and even though he was crazy and like he had a lot of party stuff, like he was really deep too.
2: Yeah,
1: and because of that influence, he was even a little bit more talented, like from a flow perspective, and definitely from like a writing perspective than, say, Snoop ever was, you know? Oh, yeah. Are, are um, you saying that he was better than the shiznit? No, was he better than Snoop up... Saja your head. Snoop Up your head. Boing. My wife
2: was talking about all the idiotic cameos he has these days, you know, and, you know, we get drunk, we get high, You know, all these stupid cameos he makes, you know, yeah. Katy Perry has him on her song for crying out loud. And I was like, you got to understand that he sucked for a long time. I said, and I played her part of uh, The Last Meal, which was his last record
1: with, with No Limit. And it's, it's ridiculous. Ding dong.
2: Who is it? It's my <laughs>
1: i'm I'm telling you like we were texting back and forth i'm driving home from work and i listened to doggy style in its entirety it was like that's so good then i was like you know what i'm gonna return to the dog father and take a look at this i of course you quickly scan the track list you see the only like single on there and you're like oh no like the memories come back to snoop upside your head with a spring (laughs) sound in the background like it's layered with this shit and you're like, what fucking meth head was, you know, the producer of this album?
0: What did that come, uh, was it the Dogfather? Was that on, what label was that on? Was that was Aftermath? Death Row. That was his
1: yeah, it was his second yeah, album. And and, and, Dre had already left, uh, so he had nothing to do Dre left. It. Oh, that would explain it. But it just seemed like a poor imitation, and then of course, like, just to highlight this song, because I, I said, I failed to find a worse song in the history of music than Snoop Upside the <laughs> your You're not D- looking hard D- enough. DJ Pooh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, actually. Maybe I'm not looking looking hard enough so i mean snoop upside your head kind of made it seem like felt like a will smith (laughs) rap song from around that same time you know like no point shallow that you know raises an interesting point then because if you think about it what has
0: snoop done that was dope that wasn't produced by dr dre
1: that's Uh, a very short list we made the joke that really if you take out doggy style you might get one more album of just singles and I went through a lot of those, and I think really the only good ones are the ones that Dr. Dre had something yeah, to do yeah. with. Yeah, it's like on yeah. uh, No
2: Limit, Top Dog, Last Meal, the only tracks that you really kind of gravitate towards are the Dre ones. There's like three or four in each of those records. And so
0: you remember how I was talking to you guys last week about the track that Snoop is on and how it's not really a Snoop beat, and you guys were like, again, like, Snoop only sounds good on a particular type of, there's a certain type that I guess maybe there's between the two of them you know they have some sort of a, a thing you certainly know I mean? a
2: chemistry between the two of them right well
0: so that's my that was my point and kind of circling back to this was that and maybe it's just because he's that's the only experience that he's had in terms of you know and when he tries to branch out and do different stuff
1: I just kind of feel like he outside of Dre they like Shug never brought in people to, that had his talent or his Well, ear. you know, the interesting
2: thing about that is, and this is something that Gonzi's brought up before as far as the difference between a beat maker and a producer, Daz has always tried to take more credit for Doggy Style and, and said, oh, I produced it and we gave yeah. the credit to Dre. Well, then why does your stuff on Dogfather sound like crap?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. But that's the point, though. Like, if he was nothing, like if he didn't have whatever you want to call it, like the other albums would be great.
2: Yeah. You'd have at least one great album out there somewhere.
1: Right. Like, one full album. It's kind of like uh, any time you try to listen to, like, a DMX record. Like, I remember that in high mm-hmm, school where mm-hmm. people were like, oh, he's fucking great. And you kind of listen to it as, like, a discerning individual. And you're like, he doesn't have one good album. No, with, like, you know, there's albums, just some you singles know? you liked, you know. Um, and then when you listen to the album as a whole, right. you're like,
2: I kind of just want to go back to that one song.
1: And I will say this, like, the... the The sad thing about Snoop, though, is he's tried, I think, with every time he cameos, especially, like, try to recapture his earlier, like, flow. On Compton, re-listening to that after we recorded, one shot, one kill, like, his delivery on that is awesome, actually. One of the better things I've heard from him in, like, ten years. Yeah. It's definitely better than, than, you know, some of the questionable things, but I just... (laughs) Some of the questionable (laughs)
0: things. (laughs) It definitely just underlines that he's limited as an MC.
2: He, he's very limited and I think, oh yeah, you know, people didn't realize it at the time because you remember Doggy Style was the highest selling hip hop album of all time at the time, you know, for the first week, you know
1: For the kids out there who love Snoop Dogg, go listen to uh, Snoop Upside Your Head <laughs> You That'll just erase that feeling for you
2: track from All Eyes on Me popped up on my Pono the other day and it's the one with uh, with Nate Dogg, you know, and Nate Dogg's great because he, yeah. he has the voice of an angel and he's talking about all the different hoes in the videos, he does. you know and then Snoop comes on at the end, you know Oh, I was watching Warren G's video. It's the same chick that's in my, my homie Nate Dogg's video. I was watching a Tupac video. I'm just like, Snoop,
1: why are you even here? <laughs> Well, that's the thing is I think, honestly, there's a rap album being recorded and Snoop's just walking around with his pimp chalice. And he just <laughs> and shows, he just shows up, up. And they're like, let's put him on. Like, Katy Perry's recording some shitty song and then suddenly Snoop Dogg just shows up. Like, nobody called him. Yeah. He has no representation. He's just everywhere.
0: There was a while or a point where he was, like, just doing
1: choruses for yeah, a while, yeah. right? Which worked. Oh, yeah. You know, for what he was... You have to minimize his thing. I don't think he can carry a full song by himself anymore. Like
2: I texted you the um, other day, and I said he's like the Al Pacino of hip hop. There's not a better talent who's been on crappier stuff Ooh-ah. than Snoop Dogg. I mean, Wait, it's, did you it's say kinda... that
0: Snoop is the Al Pacino? <laughs>
2: <laughs> the, think of a better actor hip-hop? than Al Pacino who has been in more crappy movies.
1: Lodi Dodi, we likes to party. <laughs> Everybody loves my Dunkacino. <laughs> I don't know, maybe I try to block
0: out all of his bad movies. I know there's, there's been bad
2: ones. <laughs> YouTube, Dunkachino, and it will just answer all your questions <laughs> for you. Dunkachino? He's <laughs> in this Adam Sandler movie, and he does this oh, like, Dunkin' Donuts man. commercial, and then they're like in the editing room, and he's like, you have to erase all this footage. And Adam Sandler's like, no, oh, no, we can cut it out. We can cut out a few frames. No, you have to throw this. You have to burn it. You have to burn this. <laughs>
1: Wasn't that, like, one of the late nights of watching YouTube? You're yes. like, let's, let's check this out. My
2: <laughs> wife was like, you have to watch this. I'm like, what is it? <laughs> and she just it, pops it on. Everybody <laughs> wants my Dunkachino. <laughs>
1: Wow. So, so yeah, he's like the Snoop Dog. You know who also though. I also realized cuz I was I was just kind of like in preparation for this episode trying to think of like other hip hop artists that kind of have done the same thing didn't have the lasting impact. Um 50 Cent is like the same thing <laughs> where he like count, I you, just wait for this uh it <laughs> comes out has a couple of singles and then just suddenly just puts out the worst music known to man and then continues to put out the worst music known to man and then somehow loses a hundred million dollars i don't care. yeah it. but i don't i don't think you could argue that 50 has had any classic album i'm not saying he had the right right no i agree with that That's
2: the closest he's come to a great album his first one with where dre did like half of it get richard that guy trying one
1: yeah, It was the same sort of trajectory It's then he realized, oh, I'll just come in Spit maybe one verse yeah, yeah. Or I'll come in and do the chorus You know, like, funny thing is is Instead of just being like, oh, hey, I could do that Be successful, make enough money to keep You know, the debt collectors off my back He just decides to sink more of his own money Into shitty yeah, yeah. albums I'm waiting for his, uh, his uh, reggae <laughs> one as well When he becomes 50 Lion. Yeah, 50 Lion. Snoop
2: Lion. (laughs) I thought it was telling that he was
1: not on Compton, but the game was. That was pretty telling, actually. Well, you know, I think he burned his bridges, too, because I think he wanted to be Trey and Eminem, and it just didn't work out because he's not that talented. I'm getting shot nine times. Well, plus
0: he tried to do a lot of the same, because didn't he try to come out with his own headphones, too? He did try to come out with his own headphones, yeah.
1: The only thing that ever stuck was the vitamin water, which I still to this day don't get. Didn't they have shoes and stuff like G-Unit? He tried mm-hmm. to just like completely turn that into a brand and that just didn't work at all. <laughs> I'm seeing a reoccurring theme. Uh, Things just not working out for him. Fame's a bitch, guys. My Don Cacino. You have to burn it. <laughs> <laughs> all of it.
2: So, yeah, so the Dog Pound movie, I mean, you know, circling back around to that.
1: Bad idea. Horrible
2: idea. Yeah.
0: I agree. Who's in charge in terms of uh, Pox? Albums. The majority of his albums were done pre-Death Row, right?
1: They
2: had a ton of stuff that they've released posthumously, two or three records. But All Eyes on Me came out when he was alive, and then the other one... But that came out, like, right after he died.
0: So just those two, and then whatever other unreleased ones because yeah
2: yeah then they released two or three that have been um, but the
0: songs aside from like california love if you think about the singles a majority of them were before death row right
1: yeah here's the thing though he recorded a bunch of stuff with death row and that falls under everything that was bought by that holding company yeah. right so like the chronic is a part of that doggy style link is a part of that too there's a lot of problems with that then i don't know is his mom still alive
2: Somebody is because somebody
1: Some Shakira is getting a co-executive producer
2: credit On those initial death row posthumous ones So somebody's getting money from his family Hmm.
0: Before any other West Coast hip hop movies get made I think that is the one that needs
1: to be made. Here, on, on
2: this record, it's Afini Shakur. That's, that's his mom, okay. I think. So she was at least alive when this came out in the early 2000s.
1: Yeah, she's still alive.
2: So maybe she just doesn't want her son's movie to be made, too. You know, you never know.
1: That Yeah, that could be it. I kind of feel, uh, in general, though, like she's done better than, say, like the Hendrix family <laughs> has done. <laughs> Where
2: they're like, we're going to release everything. Over and over and over.
1: Everything, yeah. Like, And we're going to let and-
0: Andre 3000 play, yeah. play Hendrix. Which apparently, supposedly, he did a good job, but I
2: don't know. I haven't seen it. I don't know. Yeah, I love Hendrix, but his family's kind of killed him for me in a lot of ways.
1: It's just one of those things where they, I don't think, understood how to keep an image together, yeah. you know?
2: And I guess it was going to be a documentary on E too, his daughter said. so. That- yeah, because that was one
0: of the things she said that his story that. didn't really convey much. And that's what I was kind of figuring was going to happen.
1: That was the kind of the sad thing because he does kind of towards the second half of the movie kind of becomes an afterthought until he passes yeah. away you know I, I was kind of mad right. that they
2: kind of just ignored some of his other stuff like I love the the real Compton City G's it's one of the best disc tracks ever and
1: funny thing is is they open up with him yeah. to be honest I mean out of all the like Ice Cube's son is extremely talented and does a great job in that movie and so does the guy who plays Dre but the guy who played easy is just was I thought the best out of yeah, those yeah and three, he obviously you know? had more
2: emotions um. he had to convey going from very hard hardcore street thug, yeah. to I'm dying of AIDS
1: and so I, I think it is kind of a shame that like for him he is he has like in the first half such a big part of that movie and then the second half it's just like him essentially complaining about money and also complaining to Paul Giamatti <laughs> you
0: Yeah, know. did we talk Last week about how the theory about Suge Knight injecting Easy e with AIDS.
2: We mentioned it. I don't know if it made the cut of the podcast, but yeah, there is that theory that, uh, that Suge Knight e- ejected him with AIDS.
1: I, I don't know if Suge could like take himself away from a sandwich long enough to like go get AIDS. You know, like, I don't think he's smart enough to figure out where he could get a syringe full of AIDS. And then I think... As he's going to inject it into Easy e he'd probably inject it into his thigh. I'm already going to get shot by 50. I might as well get shot by Suge.
2: Maybe it was Michelle who, who gave Suge the idea,
1: Hey, if we inject Easy with AIDS, he just might die. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, we're... <laughs> Do we know where that, like, rumor came from? Is that just... there? He was on complete... Jimmy
2: Kimmel, and... Suge? Uh, he, 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 yeah, Suge was on Jimmy Kimmel. This was, like, I want to say, like, 10 years ago now and he makes some kind of reference to, you know, injecting with AIDS, going out the easy e way. Uh, you can look it up on YouTube, it's all over there. And I do know that Bone Thugs and Harmony have said that they feel he was murdered because they said, you know, he went from being sick to being like full blown dying of HIV in like 2 months.
1: That's true and this he was after had a long time uh, before that though, you know what I'm saying? Like playing devil's advocate here, assuming that Suge Knight didn't inject. <laughs> with AIDS. Ass- assuming that Suge I Knight mean, was not
2: a James Bond villain. <laughs>
1: Right, exactly. Like, he didn't have a dart full of AIDS and shot it at him while he was in the hospital.
2: He was in the hospital rubbing his hands together, dart in his mouth, pit bull by his side, (laughs) easy ease in his underwear.
1: He's standing next to an English guy named Blowfield, (laughs) not being noticed, the kingpin. Coming in.
0: He's probably not smart enough to do it, but
1: I wouldn't put it past him to do ridiculous
0: stuff just just to prove a point.
1: Like I could see him just beating him to death. Not. I'm shocked he never did anything to to Dr. Dre. You had to realize that you were you were losing your golden calf at that. Yeah, point. you're losing your platinum records right there, pal. Now I just have the vision of him <laughs> rubbing his hands together with a cat in the crook <laughs> of his elbow.
2: Oh, easy.
1: Ah, oh, here you go, easy. You shouldn't have
2: banged so many um. women.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Why is he like an Austin Powers villain now? That was half Bane, <laughs> half
0: Jaws. Ah, yeah. we meet again.
1: <gasps>
2: you should have stayed with Death Row, even though you were never here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, dog pound movie, bad idea. Which is bad idea.
1: Suge Knight, maybe didn't kill Easy e we don't know, I guess. We don't know. I think odds are he didn't. (laughs) Odds are he didn't. Although now I really want to do some stuff in Illustrator and make Suge Knight into a Bond villain. Well, they
2: basically did that in the movie by the end. (laughs) Turn him into Jaws. (laughs)
1: Sitting in the chair.
2: (laughs) Yeah, sitting in the chair rubbing Uh, his hands together. Now toast Dr. Dre.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Has anybody seen uh, Vanilla Ice? <laughs> I was hoping that would just make an end, just as a corner. Yeah, yeah. Just like we're shug. Uh, he's meeting with that uh, faggy white rapper. <laughs> Sorry, I really don't like Vanilla Ice. He set rap back like twenty years. He set the white man back like three thousand years. Yeah, yeah, everything the white man's done. <laughs> that just <laughs>
2: to try and you know make ourselves <laughs> be a little bit us. less douchey. <laughs> we try to make ourselves better people, and then Vanilla Ice comes along, and won't we'll go away. Hey, yo, have you seen my new uh, TV show where I teach you how to put on a garage? (laughs) Have you heard my metal version of Vanilla Ice Ice Baby? Ice Ice Baby to go. (laughs) Have you heard that, dude?
1: (laughs) Yes. That was, like, popular here on the radio. Yeah, for, like, a
2: week and a half. It was like, oh, are you a fan of corn? Did you like Vanilla Ice? This is for you. Uh, So, (laughs) Gonzi... Have you heard any uh, interesting news stories aside from you know uh, Compton taking over the world? Yeah,
0: actually I was uh, reading some stuff on the internet and I wanted to get your guys' opinion on this. But apparently, I don't know exactly what the law is or what the ordinance is, but apparently there's some sort of legal loophole in New York City that... Allows women to walk around topless. And there are some women that are taking advantage of this, I guess, now uh, in Times Square and painting themselves, I guess, or supposedly the
1: ordinance or something has something to do with the fact that. Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling me there's topless women in New York?
0: Yeah, there's topless women in Times Square. I
2: was just in New York. <laughs> Like, two weeks ago,
1: <laughs> in Times Square, and I saw fat people, all of them.
2: You didn't see any hot women walking around with painted
1: nipples? See, sadly, I'm now that I'm thinking about it, I think that it would be a lot of, like, gross. Like, it sounds like a great idea, I think.
2: <laughs> if If there was, like, a law that you have to pass a hot test to be able to achieve such a thing? Yeah. Precisely.
0: My initial thought on it was was that like, okay, so who are we talking about here? Are we talking about twenty year olds? Are we talking about fifty year olds? Uh, I've seen like some of the pictures. Fifty year old suburbanites. <laughs> I've seen some of the pictures, and you know,
1: like it's painted, and of course they blur out, you know. But
0: they're not bad looking.
1: And <laughs> when you pitched the idea, and I was like, what? What the hell is Gonzi talking about? And I, you know, went on my computer and I typed in titties in New York. <laughs> I was bombarded with porn, and then I just watched. Watched it. I just was like, fuck I it. I forget stuff, so I'm like, I, I texted them
0: earlier this week and I was like, just remind me to talk about titties in New York. Don't ask any questions, just titties in New
2: York. Titties
1: in New York. <laughs> yeah, there's no contact. Yeah, I had
2: no idea what you were talking about, so I was like, oh, shouldn't we just talk about boobs in general? I mean, boobs are pretty cool by themselves. <laughs>
1: I go, can we first get that on a shirt? Secondly, I, you know, typed it in. I was like, I don't see any stories about this. I just seem poor. Yeah,
2: so
0: I think they talked about it on a few of the uh, late night shows or whatever. But naturally, there's a bunch of people that are up in arms about it. What about the children?
2: What about the
1: children? Yeah, because, you know, like those kids will never realize that they have
2: well, it reminds me of, in one of our film school classes, its teacher was going to play a movie that had nudity in it, and so he looks at the girl that was my girlfriend at the time, and he says, just letting you know, there's, you know there's, there's nudity in this movie. And she was like, yeah, I have those. I, it's not a big deal to me.
1: <laughs> That's my point, you know? Like, seriously. It, yeah. Well, yeah, I thought about this, too, because, obviously, I
0: imagine myself walking through Times Square with Gonzi Jr. and him asking me about it, and I could just be like, you know what those are, son. <laughs> Why do they have them out? Because uh, they have them and they can have them out. I, I mean, you know, the thing is is that these, you know, people that are, have, you know, very conservative views and they want to attach, you know, sexuality to nudity. It's two different things. Now, if you have two people banging in <laughs> yeah. the middle of, yeah. uh, of Times Square, that's a harder explanation to have with Gonzi Jr. If someone's walking around without a shirt on, I mean, you know,
1: it's natural. I think that it's, that's their big thing with that, though. It's like, well, you know, if they're topless now, the next step, orgy. You know, you're waiting for your train, and then there's just like five people banging. That's, a, that's always you know. the argument. It's like, what's the next thing?
2: Yeah, yeah. Gay marriage means we're all going to be marrying our horses soon. Yeah, yeah
0: exactly. Yeah. It's irrational.
2: That's just it. Uh, the gay marriage has happened, and now next we'll be marrying our basset hounds before you realize it. <laughs> Howard Cosell. So, Is that so you? Howard Cosell with the news: the Illuminati has taken over, and they've made it to where we can bury our dogs.
1: On this story, I, I just after some searching here found a picture. Finally, I'm looking at it, and I can only see one good-looking girl. All of them. There's the fifty. That's what 50 I have woman. a problem with, right there. So yeah. old titties it's, offend you. <laughs> ugly ones, if they're like yeah yeah god i just i re- realized i just became super yeah. sexist. Yeah. <laughs> guys, guys remember
2: i'm misogynistic so
0: i wanted to circle back real quick so we we've established that out of the how many dogs do you have hawk 13 out of the 13 the first one that you want to marry is your basset hound indeed is it the long years, the low body?
2: Love wins. love wins, and I'm tired of it, that my sweet basset hound, which is just the most loving creature in the world, and I cannot go and do marital vows together. <laughs> That's just and the, the pie types is insane. <laughs>
1: yeah. So yeah, obviously I don't I don't think. You know, honestly though, to be completely serious about it, like I could care less if they decided to do it. Like I don't personally like going shirtless anywhere myself, but more power to you. Yeah.
2: Yeah, there's there's a whole lot worse things that they could be doing, let's be honest.
1: Yeah, I don't think this is going to ruin humanity, you know. Or it might. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just wondering why I didn't see it when I was in New York this past, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> they did it yeah. in the celebration.
2: They waited for you to leave, is what they did.
0: Attention, Manny's left town. Get those
1: titties out. Yeah, that's what happened. Like, I'm walking down, I'm like, wow, that's, Fray- that's the a titties. guy dressed up like Mario. And then I turned back around and, you know, women ripped their shirts off.
2: Well, that's how it was for me in high school, you know.
1: <laughs> hey, same for me. They're like, Hawks left oh. the
2: party, so, you know, concede with girls big whores. <laughs> There's just a moment that
0: can get edited out if, if, need, if need be. but <laughs> He was such a good man.:
2: Divorce once. and podcasting together for the first time ever) <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, Was this a movement, there was none of this when you lived in uh, New York City? No, you always had, well, I don't know if you've heard, or if you,
0: you you probably didn't see him, but you've heard of the the naked cowboy that spends his time in?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's
0: always people that are going to want attention, and what better platform to get it than in Times Square? It's like, with your boobs yeah. out. Yeah, exactly.
1: Well, the funny thing is, I probably won't get shot by Fifty Cent or Suge Knight, but I'll get shot from some, some, some tourist <laughs> douche. Times Square is like one of the worst things about New York City. I like, agree. It looks like it's like a gross version of Vegas in general, you know. Mm. Like I've been there during the day, it's disgusting. I've been there during the night, it's disgusting. You know, it's just I don't get the appeal. And
2: but it's Times Square, Mike. That's where they drop the the ball there.
1: That's where you end up picking up like MRSA after touching a (laughs) doorknob. You know, like it's been a place
0: that's had an identity struggle for quite some time because back in the '80s, when unfortunately I was too young to go out and enjoy and wander, you had with the prostitutes and the the prostitutes and and the peep shows and
2: and then they took out all the fun away. Giuliani came in and just had to clean it and up and put in, put
0: in an m and M store you know and
1: fucking and oh. like an Applebee's or like a, a three level Olive Garden yeah. or like the 15 h ms that are there now exactly it's, it's just
2: taking out the, the heart and soul of every city Is that's just like a, a big example of what happens
1: unfortunately is
2: corporations take over
1: yeah there's that but then like I will say like Giuliani's work with like Central Park you know I was making with, fun of Giuliani really but he going, did a great you know, job cleaning up New York in a lot of different ways so yeah that of course it's not yeah, one of them because i'm sorry it, to me it's just not interesting at all there's like no appeal like there's a hello kitty store there you know, he did a it. tremendous job of kicking all the the blacks and latinos <laughs> up past 125th street
0: cleaning up harlem by getting them out turning brooklyn
1: into whatever the fuck it is now with its goddamn Hipster fucking land. mason
0: jars and whatever
1: oh i have a story of that i went to go see uh, the yankees play the socks when i was there there's nothing like, and this we'll have to save this story, I think, for when we talk about baseball. Long story short, I decided to walk the Brooklyn Bridge at around about 11 o'clock with a coworker of mine. We walk across, get lost, and then end up in this, like, hipster bar. <laughs> that, to me, is Brooklyn. Did they have, like, like ironically the,
0: named beer?
1: No, they did. It was, like, every micro-brew that you could imagine. It had some like, Euro-trash Italian guy shooting a shot over to the guys across the bar who he doesn't know.
2: But that's culture, Mike. That's culture. Don't you like culture?
1: uh, <sighs> At that point, both my coworker and I left angry. So I guess I don't like culture. I at read all. an article actually that because I think Williamsburg is like the
0: first frontier for hipsters. Apparently, a lot of the hipsters that first made the pilgrimage to Brooklyn like are now upset. Oh, they're priced out. Yeah, they're out. upset because they're being yeah. forced out because it's corporations. Yeah, corporations. Uh, like when the Barclays Center went got put in there, yeah. and now downtown Brooklyn, it's like not pizzerias anymore. It's fucking Applebee's. It's fucking
2: And that's what they do. You know, they're doing that even in our own city. You know, they do the urban renewal where, you know, the young artist types come in and they save an area and the city goes, all right, now they've done it on their dime. Now let's take it over.
1: Exactly. And that's what's happening. That's what's happening in Harlem. Mm. Like when I walked through there the first time I went to New York, I mean, that I would have liked to have seen previously what Harlem had been like, but I mean, just the area was gorgeous. Yeah. You know, the only borough that remains untouched. The Bronx. That's right. Motherfuckers. Bronx. (laughs) You ain't touching our town. You got to love Yankee Stadium is right next to the projects. Yeah. By the way, that's not a knock on the Bronx. Like, honestly, it's the last place that of all the places I've seen in New York that still kind of has that feeling of like New York City, original New York, you know. Yep. And now women can walk around topless there. I'm raising my glass. Topless. So, I mean, yeah, no, uh, you that. know, to close out today, should we long, uh,
2: shoot it over? Gonzi? you got some emails?
0: Yes, there's a new segment I'm testing the waters with to see. And basically <laughs> I went on and we may have to expand this to when we uh, finally get our Twitter handles and whatnot. Uh, to the general internets. But for right now, we have just our local uh, people that we know. Basically, gave them a suggestion box, if you will, where they could email me stuff to talk about, since I'm the one that's known to go off on crazy <laughs> rants. You are
2: Gonzi, and you can answer all the world's problems for us. Right.
1: What would Gonzi do? What would Gonzi
2: do?
0: All right, so this week, um, and I've pledged to keep everyone anonymous unless they specifically are requesting to be known. Unless it's both. about a
2: marriage in trouble, then you use the names. You use the government's Just social so they know. security yes, numbers, yes,
0: addresses. Addresses, yeah. email ashley madison passwords (laughs) so this week i have one and uh i'll read it to you guys to give you an idea of the type of stuff that i've gotten so far because it's been pretty similar to this this one says i know ghosts aren't real but every night someone keeps tickling my feet it's not my wife because she hates feet am i being haunted by steve mcqueen now, is he talking about the director or the actor? I'm assuming he's talking, to him, he or she, I don't know at this point. He, I'm guessing because he's referring to a wife, unless it's a lesbian. We don't discriminate here. Um, I'm assuming that they're talking about the actor, Steve McQueen.
2: All right, all right. Yeah, most people don't even know that there's a Steve McQueen director, let's be honest. So Nobody saw 12 Years as a Slave? We all saw 12 Years as a Boy. <laughs>
1: I don't really know what kind of question this is. It sounds to me there's several ways to go with this. One, schizophrenia. That, that's a possible. Um, mental, mental illness. Well, what's wrong with his feet, too? Um, that's, the, that's the question that I have.
0: Like, does he not cut his toenails? Like, why doesn't she like feet? Maybe she doesn't like his feet.
2: That's true. I didn't even think about she that. She could have a huge foot fetish, and I, he'll never know because he doesn't take care of his
1: feet. I was going to go with he probably has an infestation. Cockroach. Oh, an infestation. So you're, thing, you're you know? betting on on roaches? I'm I'm thinking like every night at least one cockroach goes across this. You, you
2: guys are forgetting the most obvious possible answer, which is that Steve McQueen is. really is haunting this dude's house. And he
0: and he has a foot fetish.
2: He just likes tickling feet. I don't know, <laughs> like bullet. How do you like that, pal? <laughs> I don't need to chase any bullets to get to those toes. What about this little piggy? This little piggy went to Sam Peckinpah and said, no
1: getaway for you. Why is he, like, going sea aisle? Because, like, he just had a stroke right in the middle of the delivery of that line.
2: He stroked
0: out in the middle of uh, tickling the feet.
2: You'd stroke out, too, if you had to star in three Sam Peckinpah movies.
1: I
0: won't judge you for your feet.
1: I just love how we're referencing shit that, like, our target demographic. I don't even know half of these fucking fucking references. You
0: didn't
2: see me out star power Paul Newman in the towering Inferno?
0: Yeah, Nope, that's another one for Gonzi's watch list. I haven't. I'm gonna. I'm gonna blow your minds. I haven't even seen Bullet. <laughs> what? I haven't seen Bullet, and you shouldn't be surprised. Come on. Yeah, that's true. That's another thing we gotta you discuss. Have, but, like, yeah, I'm just now getting uh, into all these different movies because of Manny and uh, Hawker. Well, I think that purchasing at, uh, Blu-rays and forcing sense. me to watch them at gunpoint. At bullet point. Well, we
2: ha- at bullet point. <laughs> After I get done with Ally McGraw, I'm coming to your house to tickle your feet. Fuck
0: no I gotta worry about it I,
1: I guess really uh, so yeah I don't know
0: it, 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 if that's a serious question I don't know question, if an alien yeah uh, I would probably look into an exterminator you know is, is there right. is there children in the house you know what are the children watching I think it's what do they
1: watch you know, do they watch weird kind of shit that makes them want to Are tickle they watching their father's Tarantino feet? movies that have that uh, foot fetish angle? You know.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of unknowns but, into that question. So people, when you send emails, you, you got to get more details. I mean, how did
1: you land on Steve McQueen of all the deceased actor?
0: Yeah, see, to me, if I'm going to think of a of a leading man with a foot fetish, like, we were talking about how, uh, no, 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 the other guy from Hitchcock.
2: No. Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy oh, Stewart. Stewart. That Stewart. creepy fuck Have you been met H- Harvey? <laughs>
0: he looks like a foot fetish.
2: Harvey likes to tickle my feet after I feed him some bunny food. Back off, Steve, Steve McQueen. This is my <laughs> fetish.
1: <laughs> You're in my turf. I'm not tickling feet at your house. I'm tickling feet at Joe's house and Bill's house and this unnamed guy's house. <laughs> Th- there's no feet here.
2: <laughs> your feet are, your feet are in your house. shoes and her shoes. <laughs> uh, see, if
0: you now our target audience again. If you if you were watching Hitchcock films and you, you would get the humor behind this because I'm sure that there's probably a majority of you, including probably our wives, <clears throat> that don't. <laughs> well,
2: you, you know, you know, Jimmy Stewart would actually make more sense because of in, in Rear Window. You know, he's got the his feet in the cast and so he's having to in itch the cast and he's staring at a foot I all mean, it day. It makes yeah. sense. Oh, is that I where no, I just gotta sense. get that itch? Is that where
0: the Simpsons got that one episode where Bart's in a cast? Yes, yeah, with yes. Bart, yeah, yeah. Right. That's I next
2: on your list. See, see yeah, now, now, now Gonzi's like what? <laughs> you know, Gonzi does a, a film project back in film school, and the guy who like does the title credits for like half of Hitchcock's movies and hasn't seen a Bass, single yeah. one of them until like a month ago.
0: This is true.
1: <laughs> Sounds like you enjoyed it far more than say when I uh, we sat down with uh, my wife and at um, like Hawk's, two a.m. Uh, wife as well at two a.m. and watched Vertigo and my my wife just fell asleep like she enjoyed it that much. Well, like
2: at the end, she was like, "So why was that rated the greatest movie ever?" And me, me, and uh, me and Manny yeah. are just
1: like, "Whatever." <laughs> We're like, "Did you not just watch the movie?" No, I fell asleep. Okay, all right. Still need to get her to watch Tombstone. That'll be. It. Well, she tombstone. posted? A,
2: she posted a tombstone meme like two weeks ago.
1: Yeah, I and did, I was yeah.
2: like, "Have you watched the movie?" Yeah.
1: I, I'm waiting to ta- to take this back to uh, to uh, Hitchcock. I'm waiting for the Vertigo one, like of Jimmy Stewart hanging of there. him
2: looking at that giant big tree in the forest. This tree would <laughs> just do excellent at scratching my feet. Harvey, Harvey, get over so- here.
1: How how popular has these uh, requests for email? There hasn't been a tremendous outpouring, but hopefully
0: once we uh, go live and get people out there and get our social whatever crap in order, then maybe we'll get more requests. So if you have anything that you want us to dissect and talk about and make really old references
2: about. Yeah, really archaic, obscure references. So, hopefully, we'll get more emails. Do you have a place you can send your request to you, uh, Gonzi? What's the best place to get to you? <clears throat> uh,
0: you can email me
2: at Gonsi supreme
0: at com. You have a Yahoo account?
2: And Gonzi's G O N Z I, right? Yes, that's G O N
0: Z I. And then Supreme. S U P R E M E.
2: And Gonzi will answer your questions and your problems and maybe save your life, save your marriage, save your feet,
1: save Jimmy Stewart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's some concerning things with the feet thing. Yeah, there's there's something else going on there. I don't think anything's good about that. Yeah, like.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't judge people, you know. I don't yeah. know. I don't know their life, you know. But yeah.
2: yeah. So yeah, we covered a lot of ground today, yeah. though. I think we. Yeah. What do we got in the docket for uh, next week? Next show.
0: Well, I think
1: we got to talk baseball.
2: Talk baseball.
1: <laughs> I think there was some incendiary things said in chat this week about. Uh, about baseball, that need yeah, to really yeah. Answer. I think
2: we need to go delve deeper into baseball, especially as the season's ending. Here, it's a good good time to talk about it. And whatever else comes up during and whatever the week. comes up, we'll answer some more emails.
0: Any other titty stories? Please send them my more, way. More
2: titty stories, more D Barnes, <laughs> more Jimmy Stewart, more feet <laughs> stories. I guess why yeah. not?
0: Yeah. So this week, then I think uh, McQueen and Stewart <laughs> need to send it off. It's clear.
2: I'd talk a little bit more about Sam Peckinpah, but I got some feats to rub. I'm out those are my feet <laughs> uh, Harvey we gotta go there's I'm, a lot of shoes and uh, uh, uh we gotta put an egg in her shoes and beat it I'm dizzy from tickling feet
1: I think uh, Gonzi's uh, version of Jimmy Stewart sounds a little bit too much like Capote so, <laughs> um, yeah thanks for listening guys yeah. now available as a digital download